Legal practice is changing and a new way of working is expedient if law firms want to stay competitive. How can law firms today prepare themselves for this revolution? Hello there, welcome to the Legal Tech Lounge, a gathering of legal professionals aiming to have thoughtful conversations about legal practice and the exciting future ahead. From debating pressing issues to exploring new technologies like AI, this is a place to connect with others who are passionate about the law. Sit back, relax, and enjoy this episode. Ten years ago, I don't think I could have imagined myself in this position, um, even working as a corporate lawyer. And so I can only imagine what 10 years from now will look like in terms of how the law will be shaped. So for this panel, we'll be discussing how does the law firm of today become the law firm of the future? How to build a law firm for the future? What is stopping it? And what the goal looks like? Even before we move further, I will let the panelists introduce themselves from the <laughs> extremely pretty lady at the far end. Thanks, Safu. Hi, everybody. I'm so excited to be here. Uh, I feel really privileged to be uh, invited to join what is clearly a very exciting and very youthful group. So as Safu told me when, I was <laughs> when he asked if I would... Uh, I would be here. I'm not young, but I'm young at heart, so I'm really happy to be here. I'm Nana Mabotre. I am the founder and managing partner of Endone and Company. Sorry, she, she, she didn't add that is the best law firm in Ghana. Sorry for all of you. Yes. Hi, everyone. My name is um, Edemokujato. Uh, I'm a senior associate at Samokujato and Associates. Um, I recently joined the Ghanaian legal uh, fraternity uh, about a year ago, or a year and a half ago. So I came and did post-call a while back, and then I left, and I came back. And um, I think that there's a lot of opportunity for growth in Ghana, and I'm actually looking forward to the challenges and um, everything that is installed for us. Thanks. Great. My name is Jonathan Amable. I'm a senior associate with the financial institutions and capital markets team at Bentiential, Lecha, and Ankuma. And I'm happy to be here for this discussion. Thank you. Okay. When Michelle was speaking, he said there was a difference between legal tech and law tech. Does anyone want to hazard a guess? The difference between legal tech and law tech I'm hoping somebody will because I'll be calling Quincy Okras <laughs> <laughs> okay so reading up on legal tech and law tech when we talk about legal tech it really has to do with the internal stuff we use as lawyers and so the things that make our lives easier as lawyers so things that have to do with, for example, billing or document review. There are things that we keep doing over and over. And so it, we have technology like that to make life way easier for us. And then on the other end of it is law tech, which I believe is more disruptive 
in nature. And for LawTech, we are essentially offering non-lawyers, our clients, access to legal resources. So perhaps they have questions or things um, of the sort. They put in those questions in this software or technology that we create, which spits out answers to them. And so that's the difference. For LawTech, the focus is on clients. But for legal tech, it's for us as lawyers. And I'm sure as we progress in the discussion, um, it will rear its head more and more. So right to the panel, the very first question I have is, what are the characteristics of an outstanding law firm today? <clears throat> and, <don't> wanna <coughs> and what will make a law firm outstanding in the future? I think I would let Mr. Mobley. Oh, since you said it was Endo, and I thought wow. you had the first bite of the cherry. Um, thank you. Um, in my view, I think um, really three things make a law firm stand out. Um, one is technical expertise, which is very important. Um, I always tell people that I work with that law is a science and an art. The science is knowing what the law says about a thing, and that's usually immutable, it's fixed. And then the art is usually your delivery of it, mm. how you communicate it, how you are able to use the law in transactions. Um, for me, a good law firm has the technical expertise in terms especially of the science. It has um, good administration, okay, because there are individuals in the firm, there are lawyers in the firm, and uh, the job of any employer is to make the working environment comfortable for lawyers and to be able to help them to grow in their profession and then also it is client shaped it's client focused in the sense that law really when you break it down is just like another services um, delivery within the services sector our job is to service our clients so as a law firm you must be client shaped in the sense that you must understand who your clients are you must understand their needs and you must make it your duty to be um, to facilitate whatever work they do within that industry so for me those three things are, are, are key things about a good law firm mm, great thanks Nama what do you think I, I completely agree with Jonathan um, I think the more we go, the more law firms are going to have to do a bit more than meeting their clients' needs. So I think law firms are going to have to really anticipate client needs uh, and become true partners to their clients. So what does that look like? Um, you're never going to be as well versed in your client's business as they are. It's their business. But to be a trusted advisor, to be a trusted advisor, you must be able to speak the same language as your client. So I think particularly as we leverage technology mm -hmm. uh, to do some of the more mundane things that it, it used to take a lot of human power to do, I think once we start leveraging technology, it frees us up to leverage the technology again using data analytics, uh, using the tools to, to learn more about our industries that our clients are in and to become uh, a partner and somebody who is anticipating their needs. I think you're going to have to do a 
bit more than meeting the needs. Um, I think we're also going to, uh, Jonathan mentioned this as well, I think we're going to have to meet the needs of lawyers in a different way. Mm. And it's going to look, being a, a lawyer who is going to enter practice, how many of you are in law school right now? Whether undergrad or, oh, put your hands up. I'm old. I can't see. Great. Okay, quite a lot of you. So I think by the time you uh, enter the workforce, if you're doing your, your bachelor's, by the time you enter the workforce, the skills that are going to be needed are going to be very different. Uh, and so I think law firms are going to have to work to help young lawyers bridge the gap between uh, law school and practice. We currently have to do that now, but I think it's going to be a lot, it's going to be a lot more work that we're going to have to do uh, because coming with the knowledge of the law is good. You have to have that. But it's, it's the knowledge of industry and commerce is going to be a lot more important. And that is something that law schools uh, are not really focused on. Uh, so I think we're going to have to help young lawyers to bridge the gap. And then I think uh, law firms of the future are going to probably have to reach out into society and look to be impactful. So I'm very excited to see that we have a lot of companies. Dennis is here. Um, Dennis, your company is Sarul. Sarul. Sarul is one of your products. Okay. And then I, uh, I saw on my way here, there's a new one, Zuputa. Uh, technology that's aimed at, um, at segments of the market that are not able to pay for the kinds of bespoke services that law firms today are providing. So, in summary, I think law firms are going to have to do a lot more to be proactive and to, to um, anticipate client needs. Law firms are going to have to do a lot more to help young lawyers leave school and become trusted advisors a lot more, a lot quicker than currently is the case. Right. Uh, I also think uh, law firms are going to have to look to broaden the net. I think the law firms that we are all from, and uh, I see eight geeks here and some other similar firms, we're mostly servicing a very small segment of the market, the big corporates. The, I think the law firm, the African law firm of the future, is going to have to be equipped to not just service that segment of the market, but the whole market, the SMEs that are going to be the engine for growth. So we're going to have to find a way to meet the needs of various clients, some of whom are not even on our radar at the moment. Great. <clears throat> Great. Um, Sam, you said you just recently joined the legal fraternity in Ghana. I mean, you were away for a while. It would be good to understand what you think are the differences. What does it look like from the U.S.? You know, what's the legal system they're looking like? And as compared to us now in the state of the legal fraternity, what do you think a law firm of the future will look like? Trying to do a comparison. Um, okay. So I think that the difference is that in the States, 
they are not necessarily open to innovation. Things have been going on for 100 years. They've been practicing as in the firm culture. Mm. Um, I think that Ghana, there's a need for expansion. So take, for instance, um, sorry about that. So in Ghana, there's a need for expansion. There's a big market out there that people want to come and join. So, for instance, I have a background in intellectual property. There's a big market taking into consideration movies, taking into consideration music, that if we're able to get an act right, we would be the ones that would control everything. Right. Africa has a... In the next 10, 20 years, the population for Africa is going to grow. The youth are going to be a lot. And so if we are able to target a market well, we should be able to um, strike it while it's hot. Mm. I want to piggyback on what everyone said, especially taking into consideration what an outstanding law firm is. Um, I think it has to do with your core values and remaining with your core values. So for instance, um, what everyone has said makes perfect sense, especially if you want to target SMEs, you want to target corporate clients. But what about if you want to target, let's say, human rights, if you want to target other aspects of law? What do you do to be able to um, target these markets? Now, one thing that I've realized that's different in Ghana versus the States is a sense of family. Most law firms that I've been in, I see the sense of family where the lawyers that work at the firm, they become like members of the family. And so much as we have to target our clients' needs, it is the lawyers that work at these law firms that we also have to make them comfortable because what's going to happen is that we are going to train these lawyers, they would leave. We see that in the States where the lifespan of an associate may be five years. So what do we do to help improve our quote-unquote lawyers, juniors, um, to make them comfortable, make them stay, whereby we don't spend that much resources training them and eventually they leave? So take, for instance, um, we saw recently that over 1,000 people were called to the Ghana bar what are we going to do to target the creme de la creme out of these people and keep them? Um, if we have a, a lot of female lawyers, what do we do to provide for their needs? Do we create a nursery for them so that it would make them want to work longer hours? Do we get a lot of, a lot of the, young, the youth right now, they're all into fitness. Do we get a gym? Do we get, no, I'm serious. Facebook did it or Meta did it, whereby they try as much as possible to make you work and then your output increases. Do we get showers for them whereby when they work and they're tired, they'll take a shower, they would um, relax, maybe play video games and go back and go hey, back to working. Where are we going with the video games? No, 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 I agree. I just, I just have to say that I've, I've actually worked in firms where there are beds, there are showers, there are, you know, and I want to say clearly... This is not progress. 
It's not progress because the implication is that you will be work with sleeping and bathing in the office. So I, I'm with you with the nurseries. So I, I, agree, with the nurseries I, I agree with you. Up to a point because then your child too is now coming to work and being part of the workplace. But I get what you're saying. I, get what, I don't agree with you with the games. Don't come to the office to play video games. Please. Okay. No. So I'm a gamer. Disclaimer. <laughs> um, I think what I was just trying to say is that if we can piggyback and use some of the things that are in different countries or different jurisdictions mm -hmm. and use them in the context of Ghanaian society, the context of Ghanaian culture. I agree with you, yeah. So that's why I brought that up. Yeah. I agree with you, and just to say that at Bentiential, we have a nursery, <laughs> we have a gym, and we have a shower as well. So Just one? Circling <laughs> <laughs> back to something Nanama spoke about, is before we started this session, I was chatting to two of my friends from law school, Maya, who's with Sorry at Law, and Chucho, who's with Stafford. And I was telling them about my experience when Endowana that takes you to London, by the way, <laughs> took us for a legal training. And there was a whole session where people were showcasing legal tech and I think legal tech, yeah, mainly. And just walking through, by the end of this whole session, like where I've gone to see various stands, I was convinced that my work was going to be obsolete in a matter of years. The document review, the due diligence, anyway, I'm a corporate lawyer, so stuff like that. There's technology for that. And I was sort of alarmed. I just want to find out, is that... Is there really cause for alarm? And I think in that same vein, I'm asking um, Mr. Kujito about, you know, if, we are, if law firms are hiring, how do they ensure that, you know, they are getting great talent? If I'm a young person, a good number of us are in law school, if I'm trying to find a law firm to do my pupillage, what sort of firm should I be looking for? Because now in my mind, if I was just coming out of law school, I'm possibly thinking... I should find the most techni technologically advanced firm that will teach me about learning to analyze the data that these technologies will be spitting out to me. I don't know if you get my question. I do. So I think one thing that's unique that I like about the Ghanaian um, legal educational system is the internships. So when I joined the firm last year, August, there were interns that came in, and this year also the interns that came in. So you can be able to tell from your pool of interns um, who are the best of the best. You can be able to tell from your pool of interns who are willing to adapt. Another thing that I've also noticed in Ghana is that most law firms, and I guarantee ours has been around for 50 years, are slightly strict. Like they are very conservative and they are not necessarily um, open for growth depending on how you look at it. So I think that one thing that the law firms need to do is they need to be open for growth. They need to be open-minded. They need to not be afraid of technology. They need to embrace technology. Then that way, if you work hand-in-hand -hand with your pool of interns or your pool of pupils, you realize um, the strengths they have if they can be able to help you reach these goals. Now, we have to be able to learn to adapt. 
we have to learn that what was done 20 years ago is not going to be done tomorrow. We have to see what the trend is regarding technology, see how we can embrace technology in our law practice. And if you are willing to learn, and the thing that I realized in, in Ghana, which is different from things in the States, is people may uh, get upset with me, but the whole seniority thing, I don't like pe- when people call me senior, um, is because, but that's just me. So, but it's because I see that I can learn from people who are younger than me. I see that people who are younger than me may be able to teach me something that I did not necessarily know. And if you can work hand in hand, my senior, I'm sorry. If you can work hand in hand with that, I think that um, everything will be fine. What do you think, Jonathan? I had, so I think there was something that you said when you were starting, which sort of piqued my interest when you're talking about you saw all the various technology and things like that. I think at the end of the day, um, lawyers must still have certain qualities. They must be curious. They must be interested in knowledge. Um, They must be passionate about their work. And they must be able to, you know, demonstrate that um, technical capacity that I spoke about earlier. I think what we must not kid ourselves about is no matter how much technology would innovate, there would still be a role for lawyers to play. Mm. And what you need to ask yourself is, what distinguishes you from the next person who's also a lawyer? Because if I'm a law firm and I'm hiring, I'm not going to say that because there's technology that is coming which is able to do documentation review that can do due diligence and things like that i'm not going to look out for a lawyer who without the technology can do it because if you know what you can do without the technology when the technology gives you a product you can still look at it and you can realize maybe this is missing maybe this is wrong and at the end of the day if you really break it down what you realize is for instance in the firm um, on a matter, there may be an associate who will do a review, then it will come to a senior associate before it would go to the partner. What the technology does and how I think we should look at it is that it may help to lessen the steps. So for instance, the technology can look at it, but then I will look at it. And at the end of the day, I am the one who's licensed as a lawyer and not the technology. If there's a problem, I'm the one who will be held Liable. I'm the one who may have the negligence claim staring at my doorsteps. So in as much as possible, that technical expertise is still very, very, very important. And um, we should not gloss over that. So for me, I think that's what, as a lawyer or as a person in law school is preparing to enter the legal fray, that's what you should be looking at because I'm quite sure that's what law- lawyers and law firms are also looking at. Right. Thank you. Number, what do you think are the key trends that will shape the legal industry in the next five to ten years? Legal industry in Ghana? Yeah. Hmm. I think the the development of legal technology and the adaptation of of legal technology for the needs of African lawyers. Is, will be very important. So right now, there's a lot of technology 
Um, but when you look at it, it's, it's oftentimes not quite right for, for us here in terms of cost, in terms of the things that the legal technology is doing. And so um, I think I'm really excited to see Dennis and people like Dennis developing our own um, fit for our environment legal technology. I think that's the, so the development of, on that side is going to be really important. Um, I think also the um, African continental free trade uh, area and how regional integration, uh, how that shapes up is going to be very important. So as Africa becomes a lot more integrated, I think law firms are going to have to, to look beyond you know, being a, a single jurisdiction uh, service business. And I think um, you will see some, uh, probably some consolidation within uh, our own market, but you will also see some more integration uh, between law firms, certainly regionally. So I think you'll start to see West African firms. We are already seeing Nigerian firms entering the Ghanaian market. Um, we have one on the ground now. There are others who have, have been trying. They just haven't found the, the solution. So I think you're going to see a lot more of that. Uh, you probably will see a lot more of, um, you know, the sort of... Right now, we're divided into former British colony, former French... I think you're, you're going to see a lot more integration and forgetting about whether we used to be with England or we used to be with France. And you will begin to see... Francophone and Anglophone uh, countries calling themselves just African countries and coming together. So I see a lot more, I think there'll be a lot more integration uh, regionally and then uh, from a Pan-African perspective. Um, I think the other thing, so, so, okay, so that's two things. The way our own legal technology shapes up, uh, the way regional integration is, is going to be working, um, and then the third thing that I think will affect um, the development of our market is the massive brain drain that we are seeing. So um, I, I don't have to explain this. You all know. You all know what's happening. <laughs> you all know what's happening. I think at some point, uh, and we all understand uh, the issues and, and you know the root cause. But I liked what uh, NM said. Africa is the continent that has, I think, the most excitement. So we're not all feeling it in our pockets right now, but Africa is definitely the future. Africa is the future. And so I think we will begin to see a, a, a leveling out on the brain drain, and I think maybe even a reverse brain drain. I'm proof of that. Adam has come back. You know, Jonathan was sensible enough to, you know, stake his Born claim. Born and raised. And stake his claim. No, you've staked your position and you are building. So I think we'll see, depending on, on how quickly the, the brain drain is reversed, that will also shape uh, the way that um, the, the industry develops. I'm very, I mean, I, when I came back to Ghana, I can't believe it's 20 years ago now, 20 years ago. Um, you know, there weren't so many people. Now people are coming and going and coming and going. 
And as, the, as somebody who's trying to grow a law firm, sometimes it's frustrating because you see incredible talent and then they go and they're in New York where New York doesn't need more talent, Ghana needs more talent. We understand it anyway. What we would like is when you go to New York, please come back. Please come back because really and truly this is the future and Africans in Africa doing their best work is is what we need and it's what is going to take us, propel us all uh, into into the African century. Thank you. We are rounding up and um, I think I'll give this to Jonathan because during my pupil age, I had to work on a matter that had to do with cryptocurrency and I had to call BOG, I had to look through the laws. Essentially, all the regulators were just giving me one answer. There is no regulation for cryptocurrency in Ghana at this point in time. So for you in the financial, you know, you work in the financial space um, legally. Talking about technology, I think we're at a point where our laws are not, for lack of a better word, matured enough to cater for the rapid advancements in legal tech or just, you know, the law surrounding technology. What do you think is the way forward or what do you think we should be looking out for as lawyers? For one, I think we should not be swayed or dazzled by branding and sexy terms. And I'll give you an example. Really, when you look at what they call law tech or legal tech or what it is, um, so our, our company, Benti Angel, we've had a sister company, Data Center. And for years, what Data Center, I mean, for maybe decades, what Data Center has been focused on doing is gathering our laws, digitizing them, okay, putting that in a product that it can make available to lawyers, be it leg, um, legislative instruments, executive instruments, statutes, judgments from the High Court, Court of Appeal, Supreme Court. And these are very effective tools because what does it do? It helps us to simplify the work. We don't have to now take the physical copy and now start going through it one by one. You can easily just type in keywords and it makes the work easier. Um, so that has been there. You've had the ability to pay through POS and things like that for several years, but nobody was really calling it fintech. But now you have the ability to do certain transactions and they call it fintech and everybody acts like it's so new. I'm happy you mentioned that article because in that article, what I tried to say was that it, it gives me a bit of grief to hear people say, oh, like there's no regulation of cryptocurrency and things like that because it can be very elusive. When you look at the thing, you need to really focus on what exactly it is. And when you focus on that, you may realize that um, I think there's a statement which says sometimes the more things change, the more they stay the same. Sometimes these things are just technological reinventions of things that already exist. Right. And so the fact that there's no mention of cryptocurrency in the law, for instance, does not mean that you using cryptocurrency to provide a certain service will not get you tripped up on a certain uh, um, existing law. And that is actually what, it, what is the case. And if you look at the, the troubles that people are having, if you look at the troubles Binance is having and things like that, you realize that Yes, some of these things are new innovations, but the existing law sometimes can be expansive enough to deal with them. You can make a case for new legislation that will set it apart and deal with it on a different level, but 
really what it is is that we should stay true to the basics, really focus on that technical expertise, that you know, research um, that makes us lawyers, and that will help us to determine whether something is you know truly innovative whether it's in an area where there's absolutely no law and that helps us to become um, more beneficial to our clients so i would say on that that um don't get swayed by the branding and and the sexy terms and really you know focus on what we are as lawyers and our training as lawyers stay true to the basics sexy terms sorry take away as we round up Adam, any final words then I'll move on to Nanama and then back to Jonathan. Um, I think that this gathering is really unique. And I think that if we act right, we can help steer the direction of where the country is going or, if possible, the continent is going. Um, picking back to the question that you asked, Jonathan, one thing that I've realized is that seniors in Ghana are willing to learn if we're able to talk their language. And I think that if we have a group like this, it's possible that even if there's no legislation around, we can be able to lobby because if we understand what the content is and we are able to talk the talk and speak the language, we can be able to advise people, we can be able to make a change. So I think that Every one of us over here is unique because we are the future of law and technology in Ghana. And if we can form a good network, form a good basis, we can help influence policy. We can help influence where things are going to go. I mean, I like the fact that we just talked about um, ChatGPT. I've used ChatGPT to write a memo. Unfortunately, the case law, the Ghana case law that they gave me was wrong. And so if we can be able to have a Ghanaian system that uses the tools but takes into consideration our case law, or for an African system, we will go places. No, no, no. <laughs> Jonathan, please. Oh, I thought you said hair before. Um, what I would say is that um, in as much as there are, you know, buzzwords and there are things that are happening all around the world, this AI and all this tech, right? It's all good. It's all in a great direction. If you look at what tech is doing in finance, for example, you know, helping to democratize finance, helping to um, assist people who would ordinarily get access to certain financial products are now able to get access to them through the intermediation of, of technology. And, and, and that is great. But what you really see when you look at Ghana is where the world has got to before even technology is helping to propel it to another level. We are so many paces behind. When you look at our economy, you see that there's so much room for development. There's so much that we can do. And there's a thing that um, Nigel Boardman said. Um, he said, the forces of capitalism rely on corporate law. And like that's really serious if you think about it. Like, What do we need to improve? 
we really need finance to go into several things we need finance to go into construction we need to go into infrastructure we need it to go into the various services that we're doing everybody here who is doing some work or the other you either would need some equity investment or you need some debt investment and all these things come together to play to boost those activities that we are doing so for me and my bias is corporate law because that's my my bread and butter corporate law is not going anywhere in as much as the world is changing um corporate law is not going anywhere it's our our job to be commercial commercially savvy to see what's happening in the world and to be able to know the direction that our clients would go in and then to be abreast with the laws from the basics to policy influencing and all of that in order to guide them to ensure that the country becomes what it needs to be because what Nanama said about a brain drain or is it Japa, right? It's real and it's serious because the state of the economy really is killing businesses. There's, there's no productivity and, and clients are suffering. I'm sure even law firms will tell you they are seeing it in the um, bills that are being, being paid. So for me, these are the key things that we need to pay attention to. And when we do that, hopefully um, the future for the law profession will be bright. Thank you, Jonathan. Oh, um, I'm just, I'm very excited to have this event. I think it's wonderful. Um, I'm so excited to see so many of you interested in law tech and legal tech because it really, truly is the future for our uh, profession and our industry. Um, I think it's a very exciting time to be entering the profession You have so many tools at your disposal. Uh, Through technology, you have the ability to learn all sorts of things that before you would have have had to have left this country to learn. Now you can learn them online. So it's an exciting time. You have all these wonderful tools. I encourage all of you to read I was telling my, my pupils the other day that the answer to everything is um, sleep less, read more. Uh, so I'll share the same advice with you. Read, learn, make sure you brush up on your tech skills because when employers are looking for young lawyers, if you have tech skills, it, it puts you at the top of the pack. Puts you at the top of, uh, so you, you have to have the legal skills. You have to have the legal skills. Those of you who have recently graduated... Do not throw away your notes. You need all your notes and you need to make sure that you review and revise and and keep reading the law. But also be learning about what's happening in in the tech space and in in the tech space affecting law. I was really happy to hear about Jonathan saying, talking about how fintech has democratized uh, financial services. Law tech is going to democratize the access to legal services And that, you should all be very excited. I know it doesn't sound sexy or exciting. But what that means, when we have law tech and we democratize legal services, it means, in plain English, that we are expanding the the size of our market. Because now we can sell our services to people who couldn't afford it before. It's kind of like the um, Unilever did, right? When things got expensive, they reduced the packaging. So instead of buying a huge uh, toothpaste, you could buy a small toothpaste. 
law tech is giving us the opportunity to reach people who can't afford to buy the whole service. And it's helping us to make it piecemeal and uh, make it available to uh, people who are starting businesses, etc. You guys should be excited to hear this because if they can start their business with law and do it the right way, there's a greater chance that a lot of those businesses will grow into larger businesses. Which, guys, that's more business for all of you. So wake up. Law Tech is here. Legal Tech is your friend. And I wish I was 25 again and starting with you all. Thank you very much for having me. It's been wonderful, guys. I'm, I was thinking about when I, I did post-call, and so I used to shut out the thoughts. Like, you know, I used to hear my friends and to go to work and see Sir, Madame, and then the managing partner is all the way at the top, like at the penthouse. You can't talk to them. But I'm so excited that we get to interact with people like these. These are decorated heroes in our legal space. And for them to make time to be here, to share their thoughts, I think it's, we can, it can never be overemphasized. I wish we had time for questions, but they'll be around to explain the sexy technical terms they used. <laughs> so please do also speak to them before they leave. This has been Jonathan, has been Edim, and that has been Anama. My name is Safo, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you so much for your time and attention. Thank you for having us. In an ever-changing world, adaptation is needful and legal practice is not excluded. Thank you for listening. See you in the next episode.